Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you for tuning in to the latest edition of Ask the Top. I greatly appreciate your ongoing support and whether you're listening to this show on ChrisTomblack.com, TWM.news, TheReactionRoom.com, iTunes, or podcast apps such as Overcast. Again, I appreciate you hitting the play button. Just sipping on some good old H2O. No craft beer today. It's a muggy one. It's humid. Went for a walk. I, I couldn't imagine how... Anyone could work outside for eight hours a day or nine hours or 10 hours. So if you do that, I absolutely commend you and you're partially crazy because I'd be drenched head to toe in sweat, needing to change about every 30 minutes. So water will do for now. No craft beer, but I'll save that for the weekend. If you have questions for this program, and I know you do, and I appreciate all the questions that you submit on a weekly bi-weekly basis, here's where you can find me. Ask the Top on Facebook. Getting lots of good questions on there. At Chris Toplak on Twitter, where I am most active. At Chris Toplak on Instagram, even though I'm posting mostly photos about food and just my life in photos. Google Plus, at Chris Toplak. I'm on VK. I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Snapchat. And of course, ChrisToplak.com. On this edition of the program, Ric Flair's 30 for 30. We have a date for that. A Shield reunion, Jason Jordan versus The Miz, Rusev in the main event, all-time best bumps from a structure, and The Great Kali, a name I did not think I would bring up, but I was forced to. Speaking of which, I want to take a quick second to talk about WWE Battleground. What a disappointment that one turned out to be. Now, quite frankly, a lot of these cars that seem underwhelming on paper end up being sleeper successes, sleeper hits, if you will, where we write it off, the expectations are low, and it surpasses our low expectations. This was somewhat of the opposite effect. I was thinking, okay, you know, I'm not expecting anything above, you know, three out of five stars here, but I mean, maybe a two, maybe. But I ran a poll on Twitter and most people gave it two stars or below. So it was not well-received, and it was critically panned. I was not a big fan of that event. Now, that being said, and I'll get to that in the highlights of the week in just a second, SmackDown had an outstanding edition that almost redeemed itself after a terrible WWE Battleground pay-per-view. So we'll get to the highlights from the week in just a second. But first, news and rumors. ESPN announced recently that Nature Boy, a documentary on Ric Flair's life and career in pro wrestling, will premiere on Tuesday, November the 7th at 10 p.m. in the East. Now, here's the great thing about this. Of course, focusing on the world of wrestling, it's fantastic. I mean, Ric Flair, arguably one of the, the greatest of all time when you talk about achievements and what he has done throughout his entire career. Many consider him the greatest in-ring performer of all time. Personally, I do not. I think from a standpoint of charisma and promos, he certainly should be in the discussion as one of the best, at least top 10. As an in-ring performer, I always thought personally he was a little overrated. 
I'm just saying, I'm not saying that he was horrific by any means. I mean, he went an hour with greats such as Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and so many others, but I just think his presence in the ring was overstated. That's just me. I could list about 50 wrestlers I would prefer to watch, but Ric Flair had such an interesting life and career that I'm definitely going to be tuning into this one. Following their win over the Miztourage, Dean Ambrose gave Seth Rollins a big hug. Nothing wrong with that, but apparently this upset Triple H and Vince because they were hoping to build tension over the next couple of weeks until Dean Ambrose finally accepts his apology. We'll talk about that shortly. That moment was slightly diminished with Ambrose already celebrating with Rollins. So, you know, he hugs him in the heat of the moment, celebrating. Seth Rollins puts out his fist, that traditional fist bump that the Shield was known for did not occur. So at least they still left us hanging. But, you know, despite the fact it was a minor incident, I can understand why Triple H and Vince are upset. You have to understand that this was a story with some great build because... Originally, when they were putting Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins together, a lot of fans were going, ah, it doesn't have that effect. But recently, with this story, I think it sucked a lot of people in. It caught our attention. And suddenly, with that, I don't necessarily think it derails it, but let's say that you're a director of the movie, you're probably slightly disappointed because you had different plans. So I can understand why they're disappointed, but that being said, there should not be heat on Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for that because they'll more than make up for it in the next couple of weeks. There are rumors that Jason Jordan's SummerSlam opponent will be none other than The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. It's being said that The Miz could drop the title and blame Kurt Angle for the loss. I pose a question to you. Do you think that's the way to go? Let me know all over social media if you would be okay with Jason Jordan winning the Intercontinental Championship so early from The Miz. And I say so early because he's not exactly an established singles competitor as of yet with the proper build. It works, and I think this is a great position for him. He's already a tag team champion in NXT, on the main roster in SmackDown, and of course an IC championship. If he can run with it and he can really bind his character, this could be his coming out party. Highlights from the week. Mentioned it earlier, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus The Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel. I really dug the match. I actually uh, dug Dean Ambrose leaving us hanging as he did not indulge in the fist bump with Seth Rollins. He said, I'm not ready to forgive you. So again, despite that hug in the heat of the moment, I still think him leaving the ring, leaving Seth Rollins hanging was a nice moment. Bailey versus Sasha Banks to earn the SummerSlam title match. Bailey emerging victorious. I like the match. I'm not exactly looking forward to another match with Alexa Bliss and Bailey, unless Bailey can really live up to the expectations because she is struggling to really succeed on the main roster there. So she needs to stay afloat in the water, if you will. And if she can't, I really fear that they're going to relegate her to more of a lower card status in the women's division, or even worse, send her back down to NXT. Also, on that, I've heard some rumors that there could be a draft. I think it's far too soon for that, or at least a roster shakeup, if you will. And then they might also send wrestlers back down to NXT who haven't been successful or need a reboost in their career. Perhaps Kurt Hawkins could benefit from that. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully that's not Bailey. That's my point. Uh, also, I really enjoyed the opening segment with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Samoa Joe. I must say, Samoa Joe is incredibly believable 
and he's simply fearless. Standing toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman. Love that character. Moving over to SmackDown, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, and Chris Jericho returning from touring all over the world with Fozzie, his hit Judas, number one on Sirius XM's Octane, the Big Uns Countdown. So uh, I, I like that channel. So I'm happy to hear that his song has reached number one. That's good for him and good for the remainder of the band and Fozzie. So I love that opening segment between them all, Chris Jericho returning, and also, of course, AJ Styles winning back the U.S. Championship, trading it back and forth. Hopefully, they give it a bit of a rest over the next couple of weeks and couple of months, most importantly. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin was great compared to their match at WWE Battleground, which was arguably one of the worst matches I've ever seen Nakamura have, and I mostly blame Baron Corbin for that. But it's great to see Nakamura you know, back having a good match again. He needs that momentum because he's taken on None other than John Cena next week on SmackDown. It's a big match. The winner of that match actually goes up against Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. It's probably going to be John Cena. It makes the most sense from a, a star power perspective, but you never know where the WWE might go with that one. Also, a highlight from the week, Drew McIntyre's promo in NXT. Trust me, this man is destined for big things once he makes it to the main roster again. An incredible babyface, a very believable and emotional promo. You can hear the fire in him burning. So uh, I'm really anxious to see what he does when he eventually gets to the main roster. He was deemed the chosen one by the chairman of the board, Vince McMahon. And he actually talked about that in his promo. If you missed it, go back and watch it on the WWE Network. Let's get to your questions. That's the most important part of this program, after all. Your questions. So you ask me and I answer them candidly. Right here on the program. It's never scripted. I like to just fly by the seat of my pants with these answers here. So, Edgy via Google Plus. It's like McEdgelord. Edgy McEdgelord via Google Plus. I'll pronounce it correctly here. Will Rusev ever get a main event push? Eventually, just not anytime soon. Here's the thing if Rusev went on a substantial winning streak, became a viable contender, he could easily fit into the main event landscape. It's just going to take some time, that's all. Because remember, he returned from injury to SmackDown, lost to John Cena. Now he he needs to build momentum again. So once he does that, yeah, you could throw him into the main event. Of course, you need a babyface as the champion, though. Kyle Scarf, one of my closest buddies via Facebook. His name is a.k.a. Mr. Gore. If you're all about music, if you're all about horror movies, he's the guy you want to check out. With Jason Jordan being revealed as Kurt Angle's son, what do you think WWE will do with Chad Gable? He's shown that he can go in his matches with Owens and Styles, but will WWE use him to his fullest potential? The sky is the limit with Chad Gable. He possesses a great deal of charisma, high-level wrestling skills, and the man can cut a promo. He's not entirely believable yet, but he'll get there. If he continues to grow uh, you know, his confidence level and display that on a weekly basis that he can keep building that confidence, I think that he could become a viable U.S. title contender. Again, the key here, confidence. That needs to radiate from him. 
I catch glimpses of it. It's not quite there. Work in progress. I'm a firm believer in the old saying, be so good that they can't ignore you. I'm betting on the fact that Chad Gable will surpass their expectations, whether they're low, whether they're high, whether they do not have them at all. Chad Gable will impress. Chris Morrison at 20 min time limit via Twitter. How are you doing, Mr. Morrison? Where does the bump harve of the Singh brothers had on Sunday rank all time in regards to the cage structure cell? Great question, my friend. I would place it behind Mick Foley, of course, being thrown off Hell in a Cell by Taker. Shane McMahon leaping on to The Undertaker off the cell at WrestleMania 32. In the highly underappreciated Kurt Angle moonsault off the steel cage, he, he who shall not be named, Chris Benoit, I'll name it anyway, was laying on the mat. Kurt Angle with a massive moonsault. Watch the trajectory on that one. Completely misses, takes a massive bump. Again, grossly underrated. If you're counting stage props, Shane McMahon's leap of faith onto the big show is also quite epic too. So I probably put Harv's bump behind all of those. Hopefully that answers your question. Marcel C. Wickman via Facebook. Will New Day ever split? Well, it seems inevitable that one day that will occur. They're going to head in separate directions, but it won't happen overnight. They're the champions after all. They just regained their titles at WWE Battleground. So I give them at least another year together, and then the creative team will likely split them up. Xavier Woods, he can cut a promo. He's pretty good in the ring. Big E's quite believable, and Kofi Kingston is already an established singles competitor. So I'm sure they would do fine on their own, but they're better together. That being said, the act is growing a little bit stale as of late. They really need a refresher. They need to revamp. Perhaps they go heel again, or they split up. But I probably give them another year together. And the only reason why, and I've mentioned this before, merchandise sales dictate everything, especially with Vince and all the producers backstage. Chance to Mystic via Google Plus. How did the name Great Balls of Fire come into play as a pay per view? Well, it's nearly impossible to pinpoint how this name came to fruition. I'm assuming it was jokingly pitched during a creative meeting. Vince found it hilarious. Ha, 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 ha. And then he approved it. And I'm sure the creative team was thinking, wow, this went way further than we expected. Bashara via Facebook. Good friend here. Who do you think will be the next call-up from NXT? Will they be successful on the main roster? It's really a race between Asuka and Drew McIntyre. I mentioned Drew earlier. He's really impressing me as of yet, as of late, rather. Both will be very successful when inevitably they make the main roster. Asuka, because she is such a force to be reckoned with, and when she's on either SmackDown or Raw, the women's division will be on notice. And Drew McIntyre just has the look. He has the confidence. He's at an excellent point in his life and his career. I think he's going to excel any expectations on the main roster. Mary Martell via Google Plus. Why did the WWE decide to bring back the great Kali to help Jinder Mahal win? With a question mark and exclamation mark. I feel the same way. This was 
meant to provide gender with another unfair advantage. Remember, the great Kali is legitimately like seven foot two. So they brought him back because they wanted that unfair advantage. Now, that being said, he's undoubtedly one of the worst wrestlers in WWE history. I mean that. But his giant frame provided gender with the muscle in his new little faction. I do not believe he's going to be a permanent fixture there, but he made an appearance nonetheless. Let's hope it's a one-off. Crossing my fingers and my toes. The guy heist via Google+. Plus. When will Vince McMahon realize that the PG era is causing him low ratings and go back to the attitude era of wrestling? Even if the WWE got more edgy, I highly doubt the ratings would skyrocket, especially the way that we saw it 17 years ago, because the world of television has been drastically altered from where it was 17, 18 years ago. There's also not competition. They also don't have the star power like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and so many others from 17 years ago. So even if they change directions and go back to a more edgy style of storylines and promos and just basic storytelling, I don't see ratings skyrocketing. Ratings aren't horrible, but again, keep in mind, they're still trying to push people towards the WWE Network and that subscription-based programming. Also worth noting, the sponsors would not be willing to embrace the change back to the Attitude Era. Not when you have the sponsors they do. Toys R Us and then Mattel and so many others. Doesn't make sense. So it's never going to happen. It could get a little edgier, but not full-blown Attitude Era edgy. That does it for all of your questions. I greatly appreciate you tuning in to yet another edition of Ask the Top. Your support is humbling. Love receiving these questions on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. So keep sending them in. Again, find me on social media. I accept I accept them any day, any time, and I will incorporate them into the next episode. And until then, happy drills to you. Until we meet again. <laughs>